All right, welcome back to the Gospel for Life. Today is Good Friday, um, the high day of Holy Week. Um, before we we talk about this, um, let's go ahead and, and do our introduction around the table. Uh, Pastor Jonathan Van Hoogen from Cloverdale Reformed Church. So glad you're here today, brother. That would be me. I just got my you wires just, crossed. Yeah, yeah, yeah you might have I totally blundered it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right, I'll start over. Jonathan, Pastor Jonathan Van Hoogen from Dayspring Reformed Church. You know, I used to pastor Cloverdale. So yeah, you I, did. I, yeah. So it's, it's all good. I just went into the yeah, living in the back past. in the past. Yeah, uh, Pastor Russ Herman, MC Herman, Pastor MC Russ Herman, Herman from yeah. Cloverdale Reformed Church. Good to be here. And then uh, guest host today, Ryan Hemphill from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. Thank you, Esquire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want our listeners to know <laughs> that Josh Bales is incredible with reading cue cards. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I got that one right yeah, that time. That was great. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. One of the best. Yeah. One of the best. For the most part, his mind is a steel trap. Yeah. <laughs> so once he's, made it, once he's made an error, it still stays trapped. That's right. Still there. That's right. <laughs> and I'm Josh Bales from The Well Church. As, as, I'm, as we mentioned, it is Good Friday, and we want to spend time talking about this as you go into um, Resurrection Sunday with, with your own local church. Um, hopefully, your your church is having a Good Friday service. If not, I know that there are churches around the table right now that are going to have a Good Friday service tonight, right? Yes. Do, do you guys have one? Day Spring, Day Spring Well at 7 o'clock this evening. Where can they go to find that? Uh, you can go to um, our Facebook page, Day Spring Reformed Church. Uh, you can go to um, – you can just show up, 3102 yeah. uh, Blue Street, um, 7 o'clock. Okay. Uh, we'll have it. And then, you, are you guys having a Good Friday service? We do at seven o'clock as well. Cloverdale United Reform on thirty five eighty North Cloverdale Road. You can go to cloverdaleurc.org and get information. All right, you, are you guys having a Good Friday service? I think I'm the odd man out. Okay, no, we don't. All right, but. well, you can come to one of ours. <laughs> ours is at six o'clock, so you guys can double dip. There you go. We can go there. <laughs> the, the well, the wellboise uh, Go there for directions. Uh, all right, so let's get to it then. Um, Good Friday. Why do we call today Good Friday? Really, it's the culmination of, of all of what the Old Testament was pointing to. Mm. The Old Testament was, uh, was pointing to not just the fact that Jesus Christ was coming as the Messiah, but he was coming for a particular purpose. And that particular purpose was that he was born to die. He was born to go to Calvary's cross in order to, as the only holy and righteous one, give of his life as a ransom for many. And so it is really the day that points to our redemption, our salvation, that because Jesus Christ not only came and was born and lived a holy life, he, he went to Calvary's cross and, and took upon himself the judgment that we all deserve, the wrath of God for our sins. And so even though the events of that day were a horror, um, we call it Good Friday because of what was accomplished um, in the horror of what Jesus Christ endured on behalf of, of us as people. Mm. And of course, uh, this goes, I mean, this is prophesied all over the Old Testament. The very first promise of the gospel is a promise of the seed of the woman conquering the, the seed of the serpent. And how does he do that? He, he does that by, by crushing the serpent's head while simultaneously having his heel bruised or 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 bitten, indicating his death, and 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 literally, I mean, as Jesus, you know, we're going to see this next week, God willing. But as Jesus rose from the dead, he then unpacks the scriptures to his disciples on the road to Emmaus, and then in in 
in the room where they're hiding, basically showing them that this is what the whole Old Testament is about. Mm-hmm. We didn't really talk about it yesterday um, just because it didn't fit as much, but um, after the upper room discourse in John um, 13 through 17, after they leave, Jesus goes to the Garden of Gethsemane, and, and in there he wrestles with God with regard to um, what's going to play out uh, on Good Friday, and, and really he's coming to, to his heavenly Father and asking if there's any other way and if it's possible that he wouldn't have to drink the cup. Mm. And that cup is, is the cup of God's wrath and judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it's, it's really a holy moment, um, that wrestling in the garden where the Holy One, Jesus Christ, is, is faced with the, the prospect of having to take upon himself the sins of, of his people and to endure the guilt and the shame and the horror of being a sin-bearer. Um, and knowing that he's going to then have to take upon himself the 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 judgment and wrath that comes along with that sin, and there's this moment of where he's he's saying, "I don't really want to go forward in my humanness with this, mm-hmm. but I will submit to you, my heavenly Father. If this is the only way, then I'll do it." Yeah, mm-hmm. and Hebrews would say he'll do it for the joy set before him. So he's not reluctant in the fact with regard to um, what he's going to accomplish, he's reluctant in his, he's holy, he's mm-hmm. righteous, he's pure, and he knows that he has to take upon himself that sin and judgment and shame. And, mm-hmm. and that's what he's recoiling from. Yeah. I think it's important when we, when we think about you know, Good Friday or any of these events that are happening during this uh, Passion Week, is, uh, you know, we have a tendency to, you know, like always read the last chapter before we've read the the middle here. And uh, I think it, it's really important for the effects of what is taking place, as Russ is talking about, going to Gethsemane, wrestling in Gethsemane with the, the reality, the betrayer that's going to come, and all these things. It's, you know, the you know we're entering we're entering into the shadows here we're you know there's a there ought to we ought to have this sense of that forebodingness you know mm-hmm. you know it's like and i think it's you know somebody uh, talked about you know um you know it's 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 friday but sunday's coming well let's let sunday take care of itself mm-hmm. let's let's deal with what is taking place here and what we're doing is narrating the the events and the circumstances of Christ's death and what that means for us. And I think that's one of the reasons why it makes it, you know, good Friday even though it's a very it was a very dark day. Um knowing what Christ went through for us and that expression of God's love and you know there's a book I'm sure you've read it and you listening may have heard of it, may have not, but Case for Christ by Lee Strobel. Mm-hmm. Um, in there, he has a section on the Roman crucifixion, and it's really well done. I mean, he talks to a, an expert historian, and he goes into great detail of what the Romans did in a crucifixion. And it shows just the physical suffering that Christ went through and the fact that you know he did die on that cross. But beyond that, as you know, Russ, you've mentioned, just the spiritual turmoil that he was going to be going through of being a sin bearer of taking the full weight of his just wrath due for our sin of experiencing hell itself for us. I mean, 
these are things that go beyond the mere physical and it's dark and it's disturbing but at the same time we can look at that and we can see just how much he does love us yeah and we can call it good what, what's Friday. what's vital to understand about good friday is is um the old testament in psalm 49 it says truly no man can ransom another or give to god the price of his life mm-hmm. for the ransom of their life is costly and can never suffice um the identity of Jesus Christ um, when he went to the cross is absolutely central to the the message of Good Friday um, because what the psalmist is telling us is that um, a mere man could never um, atone for the sins of others. And uh, so his identity is is central to this day. And, you know, the earliest Christological heresies uh, denied uh, different aspects of Jesus' identity such that they, they gutted the gospel of what the gospel is. And so, when we're thinking about Christ on the cross, we're thinking about um, two natures in one person forever. Um, Jesus was truly God and truly man, and if either one of those aspects of his identity is denied, the cross is of no effect. Mm-hmm. Um, so so why, why did Jesus have to be truly man and truly God in order for his cross to save us? In order to to save humanity, he had to take on human nature um, because the nature that offended God was a human nature. And Mm -hmm. so Christ had to become that which he was not um, in order to redeem that which was lost. But he could not endure the judgment of, of God as a mere human. And so it was his divine nature that undergird him while um, undergoing the, the wrath of God. So he needs to be truly man in order to redeem fallen humanity. He needs to be truly God in order to be able to endure um, the wrath of God that would be poured out on him um, for all of his people. And so both are necessary in order for him to to accomplish our, our great salvation. Mm-hmm. Do you remember, so the, the, I know it says it in the larger catechism, um, but it it actually asked this question in the Heidelberg, right? Like, yes. Um, why did God? Why did Jesus have to be truly man? Why did yeah, he have to be truly yeah, God? Yeah, the Heidelberg uh, question answer sixteen. Why must he be very man and also perfectly righteous? Because the justice of God requires that the same human nature which has sinned should likewise make satisfaction for sin, and one who is himself a sinner cannot satisfy for others. And then it goes on. Why must he in one person also be very God? that he by the power of his God has sustained in his human nature the burden of God's wrath and obtained for and restore to us righteousness and life. And this is what Russ has just um, um, told us uh, t- today. So that's the Heidelberg question and answer, and that's uh, the summary of, very, of the word of God for us. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, this is why the, the gospel um, is – on, on the one hand, simple enough for a, a young child to understand. But here we are, um, we've been studying the Bible for years, teaching messages to our congregation. Well, this and, is one of the reasons, there's a, a value to the catechism, you yeah. know, because it does yeah. summarize, it, t- it collects uh, what we know of Scripture, summarizes it in these question and answer forms for us so that it becomes teachable. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, these are maybe sound bites that summarize God's Word. Yeah. If you go to the Gospels and you look at how they um, portray the life of Christ, what you'll find is that they are summarizing these years of ministry, and then all of a sudden, each of the Gospel accounts 
radically slows down and expands mm-hmm. during the last week of his life. And so as you're reading the Gospels, you should begin to realize that's what's what where the heart of the Gospel is, is what is Jesus accomplishing in, the, in that last week or the last couple of days um, of his life. And it, it's tempting as the Gospels slow down and it, it goes through the crucifixion to begin to fixate on the, the human suffering that was going on, the physical suffering that was going on. And, and I'm, I'm not going, I don't want to downplay that. It really was a, a horrific event, the, the crucifixion of a human being. Um, but the reality is that is not the main emphasis of the crucifixion accounts. And if that is where your attention goes and you just feel bad because Christ suffered physically on your behalf, mm-hmm. you've missed the whole point of, of the cross. The cross, the real suffering of the cross is the fact that, that, that Jesus Christ um, became sin became for us. Sin for us, and mm-hmm. that's the horror of what was taking place on Calvary. That that was um, Calvin is so good on this when he's explaining the phrase from the Heidelberg Catechism. He descended into hell, and and he talks about that that is an expression of the spiritual torment that Christ under underwent for us. Mm-hmm. And it, that's the, that's the heart of our salvation is that Jesus Christ was willing to become sin even though he was holy and pure and righteous and he was willing to take that upon himself and that's what brings about the great salvation that we can celebrate yeah the life i now live in the flesh i live by faith in the son of god who loved me and gave himself for me that's what christ did on this good friday we hope that you can worship with your local church tonight this has been the gospel for life we'll see you next time